What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Base Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens, and today our special guest is a singer, songwriter out the Orlando area, Miss Lena Torito of uh, the Latin Light Shivers. What's up? What's up, Lena? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Doing I'm glad you could join us here today. Yeah, me too. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So like I was like we were talking about a little earlier, I was listening to your single Arizona with from the Latin Light Shivers. And um, I liked it a lot. You know, I'm a person who loves different genres of music. And, you know, I like that, that, you know, kind of stripped down guitar and singer song and, you know, a singer, songwriter like yourself, great lyrics and like gets to the essence of the song. So how did that song come about and how did you meet, you know, the other member of, the, of that group as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the my music partner's name is John Lee Wyatt, and he um, he's been playing music around Orlando for the past, I don't know, like seven years at this point. Okay. Um, so I met him uh, in downtown Winter Garden. Mm-hmm. which is just a kind of, a, well, it used to be a quaint town here in Orlando, but uh, it's kind of blown up a little bit now. Right. And um, we ran into each other and we were not planning on making music at the beginning. We just started being good friends. And uh, he's somebody that really inspired me to kind of take off um, doing my own music and, and getting into getting into traveling to play and things like that. Um, and... So he was a huge inspiration for that. And it was about three years ago that um, we started just singing harmonies together and uh, did a couple gigs together. And he had written just the hook for this song and he brought it to me after we had done some harmony things. And we, right before he had a So Far Sounds um, Orlando segment okay. show. Are, are you familiar with So Far Sounds? Oh yeah, definitely. They have one, I'm in DC and they have one in DC too. And they have one in Atlanta. Yeah. So I, I know, I know. Such a cool project. I love, I love oh, so far. Definitely. Um, but right before he had a show going there, we sat down in his living room and just knocked this song out and it all just kind of flowed together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was three years ago. And so in that time, we're like, we need to start a band. Like we should do yeah. all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. We had all these big plans, you know? Um, and we recorded the song probably about a year and a half later. Mm. And um, it was shortly after that that the pandemic hit and and all of our plans kind of got put on hold. Um, so we didn't get to uh, we didn't get to do much with it until just just this past month. We finally released it. It was three years um, since we had written the song and we were so just excited that the beginning of our project. I mean, since then, we've written a bunch of stuff and we're, okay. we're excited to kind of like have this be the groundbreaking moment of like, okay, the Lamplight Shivers is a tangible thing and we can finally like be sharing what we're creating with the world. You know what I mean? Absolutely. absolutely. Tell me more about that name, Lamplight Shivers. It's an interesting name. How did that name come about? Yeah. So it actually came from, John's from Kentucky. And so um, it came from something his cousin had said um, to describe just kind of this, a feeling of, um, you know, when you're, you're, do, do you go out like in Orlando much? Or are you from here? No, I'm not from. I'm from Atlanta, but I actually went to UCF. So I know I know. The you area. did. Yeah, I me did. too. That's yeah. great. Uh-huh. Well, um, it, it was kind of an intention to describe the feeling of being kind of in that low light space mm. where you're like listening to some like really good hearty music. That's just like really kind of getting down into the grunge of it. You know what I mean? Right. And um, 
a place that we like to go a lot is like tank rays or like little indies. It just really describes kind of the essence of those areas. Okay. Okay. Now that makes yeah. sense. That, that, that sounds really good. So I don't think lamp light, cause I don't know the, the context of it. The first thing I think is like, you know, back at uh, Kentucky would be a good, like a good reference point. Like I think of like a real country, kind of a barn type bar where you've got, you know, yeah. all kinds of like, uh, you know, hooch and all kinds of moonshine and stuff like that going around. Like that's for some reason yeah. I come across when I, when I think that that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. So what's it like? I know you two, you connected, you said three years ago and then you guys hit the ground running and connected. What did you, what, what made you all connect to a level where you're like, you know, we have to actually start making songs and albums and stuff like that together. Well, at this point, John had played with a bunch of different bands and um, I had just kind of picked up, started getting into music myself. And there's a certain kind of, um, I think, just connection that me and John have mentally where we understand each other. I feel like I meet musicians all the time where I, I always call it goop. You know, you meet people and you try and mesh your goop together and, and it's either going to come out like a really awesome color or it's going to be like, eh, okay. This is almost it, but you're not you're not picking up what I'm putting down, you know, right, um, right. me and John kind of click on that level of like communication okay. and um, our goals are really kind of going in the same direction. So when we actually are singing together and we're we're like in that writing space, um, I feel like he can actually see me. You know what I mean? And uh, that's just a rare thing to find that like yeah. level of inspiration with somebody. So that's why I knew he's somebody that I had to move forward with, though. I've had, you know, every time you're in a jam band setting or something, you're like, we should write together or we should play together. or We should all these things. Um, John really had that follow through and and also a level of respect. You know, that's another thing, um, especially being like a woman in the industry. Sometimes it's hard to meet people that are not just trying to, I don't know, like make it uh a relationship and use music right. as an excuse for some kind of relationship or like trying to hit on you and stuff like that. You know, okay. you got, you got that, that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good thing. Cause you got, you got people like that in every city, Orlando, but also Atlanta, LA, you got people like that. In every city. You got to watch out for that. Sure. So I'm sure that's a, that's the issue in, in a lot of places for women too. All over the place. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's, that's what it is. So you guys have a good vibe. You guys have a really good vibe when it comes to creating and everything and a good understanding. What's your creation process? Do you just jam out? You know, he jams on guitar, you write around it. How do you write songs together? Um, a lot of the time we'll just bring a piece of something that we've already written on our own to the other person and be like, hey, this is what I want to work with. Okay. Um, all of our songs have had a different process. Honestly, I wouldn't say that we have one straight line like this is how we this is how we write music and i know a lot of bands are really good about that they like write a song every day and stuff like that um i'm a big believer that songs kind of come to you and then you uncover them rather than like just completely creating it from scratch right um and i think that's where a lot of our things come into play it's just depends on what's going on in our lives and um and trying to portray different emotions and once we get together like i was saying and mesh our groove it, it comes out to be like a particular color that we feel will fit the band. And sometimes we'll write stuff and be like, okay, that should just be solo for you. That should just be your stuff, but this should be in the band. Right. We talk a lot about um, us having this mountain sound that we're trying to go for, which um, when the rest of our music comes out in the, the next year or two, um, I think that 
it'll be easier to understand. But if you can hear like in a lot of the harmonies of Arizona, we're really aiming for kind of a mountain cavernous kind of sound and um, putting people in a certain headspace that like takes them there. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Actually, that was when I was thinking about the, the, the imagery, the word I kept thinking about is like Appalachian. It's a very Appalachian type sound, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I got you. I got you. Um, that, that's really cool. So how about the rest of your music team? You know, so, you know, you all, the band create the music, but how about, you know, an engineer? How about you know, a manager? How about someone to book these different shows around Orlando? How, you know, how does that come about? So um, as far as like recording, um, we have gone through and we will, we'll call a bunch of studios and we'll handpick. Um, Arizona was recorded at Fat Planet Studios. Okay. Um, and a few years ago when we were doing the recording, basically we showed up, it was actually, it was a funny day. John was on vocal rest and we were sitting in the Stardust Cafe and I had just written down like all of these studios around Orlando and I just started calling them all. Uh, there is, we really needed a xylophone. Um, and so we were trying to call around people and be like, okay, can you get us a xylophone? Can you do this? Can you do this? Okay, great. And I probably called, you know, 25 different studios and Fat Planet had the best service. I mean, um, Matt is their, the guy that deals with people there and he is so great. And he was just like, we can do that. Absolutely. Like we'll get this handled. No problem. And John is without speaking, just giving me a thumbs up. Like that's the place to go. Okay. So we did. And, and it, it was totally worth it. We love it. Um, a lot of our friends have gone there now too, but, um, since then, uh, our next single that's coming out is called mountain water. Um, okay. and we recorded that with a friend of ours named Bucky okay. and uh, he has his own studio and he's wonderful. And, and we're just trying to, you know, get a little bit of variety and not do everything in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of it is not just about, the outcome of the song, but it's about our journey with it too. And like, you know, we want to experience different people and, and different creative spaces and things like right. that as well. Right. As far as marketing and stuff goes though, um, that's been completely us. Uh, we've, we've just had to find the right photographers and stuff like that. I've just gotten a lot of experience in the past couple months, like trying to create our own social media and, Mm-hmm. and like finding people to bounce off of like, okay, well, what are the people that we respect doing for their marketing? And, right. you know, how can we make that our own? And there's a lot, especially nowadays when everything is on social media. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a lot to kind of take on and maybe one day when we have the money, we'll pay a professional to do it. Right. Right. It's, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's a lot like running a startup, like running a business in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You want to outsource different things, but when you when you first start out, you got a lot of things. You got you know be a quick study and learn a lot of things on your own. You know, from like yeah. photography to everything else. You know, so I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. How about the uh, the Orlando music scene? Because like I said, I was down there. I went to UCF, but this is a while ago. This is in the late '90s when I went, early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's changed a lot since then. So back then when I went, it was like a lot of Disney. Uh, yeah, Universal. You know, City Walk and all that kind of stuff. Downtown Disney. Um, how was the music scene? Are you from Orlando originally? Um, yes, I'm from Orlando. Well, just outside of Orlando. I'm from a little town called Oakland. Um, okay. okay. And I was really getting into the music scene here uh, around 2018. But it's also when I started um, traveling to play. I do a lot of contract work okay. um, with different theme parks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually just moved back from Virginia. I've been in um, just above Richmond for eight months um, okay. working at a park up there. Right. Um, but I always yeah, come any back chance it was King's Dominion? What's that? Any chance it was King's Dominion? Yeah, that is, that's yeah. exactly where yeah, I told you I'm, I'm in the D.C. area, so I know I know that oh, area. Oh, you know exactly where. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was up there. I just did three different contracts for them. It was pretty fun. Um, really fun park. The, our boss out there, Jack, is he's such a cool guy. Um, a lot of times those parks are ran by like dancers that got into that boss position, but Jack is a musician. And so having a musician be a boss for a musician is just, I love it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Definitely right up my alley. Right. Yeah. Um, but as far as the music scene here goes, um, I think especially, I mean, everywhere has changed since the pandemic, obviously, but the music scene here has taken like a full turnover. Um, before I left, I would always come back and it's pretty much the same guys playing at the same bars, but they have, you know, this one little variable that's changed. They're like, oh yeah, now we've released this music. Now we've done this. Um, it's a really guitar heavy scene. I think um, a lot of guys that are like really just kind of shreddy and, um, and awesome, like really great, like, rock and roll stuff. There's some really great funk stuff. There's actually a pretty decent jazz scene okay. um, as well. My parents are both musicians also, but um, more in the uh, classical side of things and corporate side of things. Right. Um, like my dad is a conductor and he conducts different orchestras and he's also a music professor at Valencia. Okay. Um, so when I grew up, I was a part of like this very, or just knew of this very classic music scene mm -hmm. and then as I kind of was coming into myself and deciding like, okay, I'm going to get into music now. Um, I was finding all of the basement bars and all of the, right. um, you know, the, the different kinds of things that I felt like I could fit into. Right. Um, and, and it's weird um, that all of these guys that have been here for so long, um, just playing around there, they pretty much are playing the same places, but they just go and tour now. And then they come back and then they play the same places and they go tour. Right. And so Orlando's a good hub for like, okay, this is a place for consistency, I think. Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. that's, 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 also, that's really cool. And that's also cool that your parents are in the music business also or, or in music also, because I'm sure they are really supportive of you. Because I know I've talked to a lot of people who, that was always a struggle. Like, they're like, you know, they want to pursue music, but the parents are like, nah, you need to get a regular nine to five. But you with your parents being musicians, they were probably like, okay, go ahead, go do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually kind of a weird opposite twist. My my mom always wanted me to play, you know, and I've always played. I mean, since I was a little kid, I've mm. I've uh, been singing and stuff. But it, when I was like deciding what I wanted to do and go to school and stuff, I was like, I do. I'm not going to be a musician, mom. I want to make more money than you do. <laughs> right, right. You know, you live the life of a struggling you. musician. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, I want to I want to make money and I want to travel. Right. Um, and so I went to school for actually hospitality and event management. Uh, that's what I graduated from UCF with. And just like the year before I graduated was when I kind of dove into um, getting like more professional gigs. I had done like a few things here and there, but um, my first gig was actually, my first contract gig was at Cedar Point in Ohio. Okay. Um, I, if you know Kings Dominion, maybe you know, it's under the same company. Okay. Um, and both my parents had worked there when they were, around my age. I, had, I started there when I was uh, 22, I think. And 
and yeah, I went up there. I was like, mom, I, I don't want to spend the summer like working at theme park. Like that's so not up my alley. Like I'm way too cool for that. And then um, I got there and I had the best summer of my life. I loved it. I was playing on this beach. It's a lake beach, but um, still a beach fan right. um, called Tosan Band. And it was, it was the best, like waking up every day. Like I knew I just needed to be there, play music, go home. And it was like a giant summer camp for right. you know, young adults. It was really fun. That's right. That's a great song. And I've been doing that kind of work. Um, uh, it's been almost five years now. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's incredible. That's, that's like a dream. That's a dream right there. That's a dream job right there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not going to keep you for too long. Um, last question I got for you is, you know, looking back, like you've had, you know, you've already had a long music journey up to this point and you're just getting started really into your next phase of your music journey. What do you know now? Um, that you wish you had known when you started out this journey? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, something that like took me a long time to learn, I think, is that um, what as like a creator and, and being someone that my whole business is whatever I'm making, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to know that you're only as valuable as you make yourself. Um, and and people are all the time looking for like, well, well, what's like the right way to do this? Like, you know, how much can I charge for this or, or how, how much should I put into this? Um, I really think that the value that you decide for yourself is that's as far as it's going to get. You know what I mean? Um, right. Like, just like with Arizona, um, this song, when we wrote it, every, all of our friends and family are like, oh, that's nice. You know, we like it. That's great. But um it wouldn't be anything. We wouldn't have gotten it to this point and gone through all of the marketing and done all these things unless I had the value in it to be like, okay, this is worth it to me. It's important to me. Um, And that's the same with just everything. It took me a long time to just decide that me as an artist, like I am worth people to be in the audience and watch me, you know, play music because I was just playing in my bedroom for most of my life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's a major thing. And just like the idea that art is a cycle and art is inspired by art. Um, it took a while for me to, to actually be like, okay, it's not a burden for people to have to listen to what I'm doing or anything like that. Like I was inspired by art and I now owe it to that cycle to go out and make more art. Um, that's like what fuels me. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I never thought about that, but you're right. It is like a cycle, you know, something inspires you. You create something that inspires somebody else. So it is like a, like a constant cycle, you know? So that's Absolutely. Really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So once again, Lena, I really appreciate taking the time out to talk to us here on the podcast. Uh, good luck with everything. Yeah, keep us, keep us in tune. Like, I, I love the song Arizona. You told me you have a new song coming out, Mountain Water. Yep, we've got mountain water coming out. Uh, I think we're thinking April sometime. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let us know. In addition to that, what else do you have coming up 2022? Let us know what you got coming up 2022. Um, well, I'm actually prepping right now. I'm going to get on a cruise ship uh, for Holland America in the next couple months here. Okay. So I'm really excited to do that. That's going to be yeah. fun. And, uh, and once I get back, I'm just going to kind of focus on the Lamplight Shippers for a little. Um, get some more music out and recorded and everything like that. All right, there you go. Lena Torito of Lamp Light Shivers, again, I appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks so much for having me, Daryl.